0: in that
1: case i pronounce you lucky play for free at luckylandslots.com daily bonuses are waiting no purchase necessary void were prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details
0: i don't even know the rules of the game i'm serious it always used to be about big cars and bling and all that
1: he's bringing it straight
0: back to the streets i'm
1: pretty
2: sure it was was about the streets early doors wasn't it yeah but he's bringing it back okay
1: stormzy okay (laughs) You don't get it, guys. <laughs> Stormzy. <laughs> I was probably the first to say, Just Stormzy.
0: <laughs> right. I mean... We're ready I've to go. got no, I've no idea what i going to say. Go oh, for fuck's sake. We don't sake. have a running order. It's not then. running order. <coughs> it's more a stumbling order. A what's yeah. What's on the back there? Is okay. it bullshit? Bullshit. Okay. That's, that was it. All right. Hello! Welcome to the Newcastle Natter. My name is Fergus Craig. I am joined today by a stalwart, Dave Watson. Hello. And fellow stalwart, Paul Doolan. Hello. And that's it. That's it. How are you doing, guys? Good. Pretty good. good. Pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Good. So... How are you? I'm all right, Dave. you well? You're looking you looking well. Am I? Yeah. Good. I uh, arrived here... I was... G- Get. I, unlike Paul, I was <laughs> arriving dying. a bit early. Right. So I thought, oh, I haven't had any exercise today. I'll get off the bus bus early. Walked over Waterloo Bridge. Nice. Terrible idea. Oh. Really terrible. It was. It's.
1: Guys, it's freezing out
0: there. <laughs> it was raining cats and dogs. It was horrible. You, you genuine- if
1: anyone's still listening, hi. <laughs> He
2: was genuinely bitching about having to stand outside and drink a pint in the pub.
0: Like, you, do, the pub.
1: you do like an alfresco beer. Oh, I love an alfresco beer. I
0: find it really odd, Dave's attitude, to uh, drinking pints at pubs. He like, Dave, what Dave likes to do is there's a really nice room, but he likes to stand outside that room, and I think that's because naturally you're a servant. <laughs> <laughs> you like to stand outside. You might as well just go to the shop and buy a can, a yeah, special I- brew. Why stand outside? Go in the pub. No, I don't mind it if we're inside the pub and there's
2: a, there's a table where we can sit or there's a bar that we can lean at, but the only places we could stand inside that pub were on the path to the toilet, and I just couldn't be bothered with getting jostled all the time. Okay.
0: We're anyway. With a man uh, with a bladder my size, <laughs> being on the path to the toilet sounds like a good idea. Two games since the last podcast. Yes. The first one... We won't talk about it. It was rubbish. We will talk about uh... it. Before we get right into it, I should compliment Luke Benson, who yes. predicted a 2-0 loss against Everton, mm-hmm. not far off, and a 1-0 victory against West Brom. The Oracle. Yeah. The Oracle. Yeah. Getting back. Yeah, well, not bad at all. 2-0 loss. Unfortunately, it was actually a 3-0 loss. Yeah. Did you watch the game? Yeah. D- Dave, yeah. you watched it?
1: Yeah, did you, Paul?
0: I only saw the highlights, which Mm. I was quite pleased Did you watch the highlights on Sky Sports?
1: They had extended ones. Extended.
0: Almost too extended. Yes. I mean, that's what I did. What I did was deliberately didn't find out the result, recorded it, and their highlights were virtually 90 minutes. Yeah. So I, yeah, sat through the whole game. (coughs) Stayed up till about one in the morning. That was worth it. That was worth it. Did you feel
1: robbed afterwards or annoyed with yourself?
0: I did. I felt a little bit robbed of time.
1: Yeah. yeah. And speaking of Rob, Rob Elliott, weirdly, had an amazing game despite losing three nil.
2: Yeah, but then it's, it's when you when you get two penalties in one game, it always feels a little bit like a like a harsh result. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like the the you, you're frowning at me. No, I'm just trying to remember. OK. It, it, it always... Because it if you lose three... I mean, we deserve to lose comfortably. Yeah. Hang
0: on. They got two penalties against us, did they, in that game? Yeah. Yeah. Was it two Two of the goals were penalties? Yeah. Oh, I'm right. trying to remember. Sorry. Yeah. One of them given away by Rolanda
2: Ahrens. And the other one by Jamal Lassell. Right. Yeah, correct. And then Lassell got sent off. Yeah. Um, yeah, it always feels a little bit harsh, but weirdly because it doesn't feel like oh they didn't create the, the chances that they then scored from they were you know they were penalties and that kind of like I don't yeah. I, it might just be me but I always feel like it's a bit
1: I know what you mean but it 1-0 yeah. would have felt very harsh to them oh yeah, yeah. they it were comfortably better than us it wasn't like us recently where we create a load of chances and just don't take them very comfortably there were a lot of very good saves
2: yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah it
1: was all in all a terrible performance yeah. yes
0: absolutely which is something that we're able to pull out of the bag, it seems, at any stage. We can't, we can't go on any kind of run of
1: form, can we? No, because we, we always... Sorry. I was going to say, uh, any kind of momentum just doesn't seem to apply away from home. Yeah. We, that's, what, seven goals in 18 games now away? Was, I'm sure it was seven in 17 last time we spoke. It's just...
2: I don't understand how, with, with the team that we have... It should be really simple to set us up for an away, yeah. for an away game. Because you've got a big man that you should play up front who should be able to at least relieve a bit of the pressure. At the, at the very, even if he's putting it out for a throw-in for them down, the end of the, down their end of the pitch, yeah. then fine. But it was just coming back and back. We weren't keeping the ball. We weren't using the ball. I don't think our centre midfield did anything.
1: Shelby, I thought, was okay. I thought he went missing. He went looking for a bit. For me, the thing that's common in all these away defeats seems to be Wijnaldum and Sissoko Mm. are sort of key players seem to go missing, especially. Yeah,
0: Wijnaldum is nowhere near as good away as he is at home. I didn't think Shelby had a great game. It seems like Shelby's been one on, one off. Yeah. Yeah. So far.
2: Because it's been one home, one away. Yeah, Yeah. which is odd. When you're
0: a new player to the club, why would it make that much of a difference? I
2: mean, it could be that uh, Sissoko and Wijnaldum and the lack of Mitrovic limited Shelby's options. could be that. Maybe maybe Jan Matt was told to to hold back so he wasn't allowed to do the the, the ranging runs that Shelby likes to find. Maybe...
1: It seemed a strange one to start Perez up front. Yeah, I
2: couldn't work that out. That's an odd choice. Perez up front on his own, it's just...
1: We've tried it before. I don't think it ever really works. No. no Well, speaking of selection,
0: after a long time on the sidelines, Rolando Ahrens, back and fit. Mm. The good news, Rolando, you're straight back in the team. (laughs) Bad news, you're in goal.
1: (laughs) You're at left-back. I mean, really? Yeah, that's very hard for him, but then this is what happens when you don't sign a left-back. Well, I listened to
0: last week's podcast, and I think, I don't want to throw out any accusations, but I think we already knew that we were setting ourselves up for a fall, recording the podcast three hours before the transfer window closed. But I think the feeling in the air was that we would sign a left-back, even yeah. Newcastle United couldn't be stupid enough not to have a left-back.
2: Well, I think there's a difference between not trying for a left-back and not getting one. Because I think we did def- we definitely did try to get we a left-back. We did left try
0: back, to get a left-back, but, but it's that failed. old thing yeah. of, oh, we couldn't get it over yeah. the line. Well, to maybe fair, don't wait till the last weekend. <laughs> yeah. Maybe don't... And I'm, I know, as you said on the last podcast, he's not... A long-term solution in the Premier League at left back, and he wasn't even at the club at the time. But I would still argue against selling Shane Ferguson while you don't have a fit left back at the club and you don't have one lined up. But he's as much a left back as Rolando Aaron's, in my view.
2: Yeah, he's not. He's not a Premier League left back, and he's not even a Championship left back. He's not that good, mate. I'm like, not saying I'm just, he's good, but he's a left-back. No, he's not, though. He's, he's, a, he's, he's a, a left
1: midfielder. He's a really. left
2: midfielder that has played at left-back in much the same way as Rolando Aarons has played at left-back. He shouldn't, he shouldn't be there.
0: I'm not so sure
1: about that, mate. That's fine. But I think in, we were on a bit of a high in last week's podcast because we'd signed some players and mm. beaten West Ham. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas the week before, I think we were very and saying we wouldn't sign the striker we want and we wouldn't bring a left-back in. It's, it's typical of our club. We only seem able to sign midfielders. I don't know why that is, but every window... Perhaps we're cursed. It's a really specific yeah, curse. Yeah, it's very specific. <laughs> <laughs> but then, to
2: give his due, and I, I, I mean, if, if we want to go over the Everton game more, we can do, but skipping forward to the, the West Brom game, I thought my biggest fears about Ahrens was were that he was going to get um, muscled off the ball... Uh, when, when balls were delivered deep. Yeah. I was worried because West Brom have got big, strong, physical players. I was worried that he would get muscled. I was also worried that his positional sense wouldn't be great. And there were, there were a couple of times, like for the the, 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 the Stephen Taylor block, where the ball yeah. it goes down the right and it's cut across. And it's, I think it's for McLean. And Stephen Taylor did an amazing block to stop it. That was Aaron's fault because he was out of position. Um, I was, but for the there majority of the game, he was all right at, at left back. Not again. West Brom was shit. Like we we can't get away from the fact West Brom were as bad against us as as we were bad against Everton. Rice. It was that level of crap. Aaron's did
1: okay. There was a moment where he managed to shoulder barge Gardner off the ball, yeah, which I'd not expected to see at all. He just mm. looked, he looked deceptively In, yeah. strong, but he did almost give a penalty away as well. He did, he's like yeah. A tackle yeah. right on the edge yeah. of the box. Yeah. He's not a long-term solution. No, no, not but. at all.
2: But he, hes more of a solution at left back than, for example, Gufran, Save, save, back. Yeah. Um, I'd probably have Domit in ahead of him just because I'd Dominic's
1: probably have Colback at left back ahead of him. Really? Yeah. I just one of the best things
2: I I enjoyed in the West Brom game was that we pegged their right flank back. Again, I know it was, they were shit, but we did peg them back. And when, when the balls were being delivered by Rolando Arons, mm. he's got a great delivery of a ball. And that's a, that's a really useful tool to have so that if, if, if Townsend drags two of their defenders into the corner and then pulls the ball back for the fullback,
0: it's not Paul dommett who can't put in a ball.
1: Yeah, weirdly, him and Townsend. I remember one particular
0: ball that Dummett put in about three months ago that <laughs> yeah. I thought was great. Yeah,
1: that
2: one, yeah.
0: Yeah, but I think he was trying to tackle somebody at the time. But I
1: think Aaron's and Townsend looked like a decent partnership in a way. Not that it's in any way a medium or long-term answer. No, yeah, yeah. But it was—it showed an attacking side that we don't have from Dummett. But I think and it's sh- an
0: odd situation that we're in, maybe in the world of modern football, where when you talk about fullbacks, it's all about what they can do. In terms of attacking, mm. when their primary job is to defend. Well, not well. Yeah, I suppose. If you look at people like Jamie Carragher, but he, he's a
1: centre back who played at least half his career at right back. The growth of the inside forward, though, you don't get traditional wingers as much anymore. Well, so speaking of inside in.
0: forwards, I guess that's what you call Townsend. Um, yeah. How did you, how did you rate Townsend's performance in in the last two games? boys
2: i don't think you can judge them on the everton game i think um and i because don't see shit <laughs> well but then the whole team yeah. was no, diabolical true. like we can't get away from the fact that every the only person on there who came off with any you know self respect was rob elliot i don't think anybody did their job in the everton game in the west brom game everybody did their job and oh. i thought he looked very very good in parts but also a couple of blind alleys he ran down and there were a couple of times where maybe he wanted the glory rather than the well
1: there's a few Spurs fans that I know who've said the problem with Townsend is he'll just sprint cut inside shoot and miss by a mile yeah and he already looks to be doing slightly better than that he hit the post Mm. he looked quite decent
0: that is very much his reputation that is his catchphrase so to speak Mm. yeah is to come inside and take a shot. But I thought it was a pretty good performance against West Brom from him, and like you say, he did hit the post. Before we move entirely off the Everton game, a few weeks ago, apologies to whoever it was, I forgot, there was somebody who got in touch on Twitter who had seen on some Newcastle United forum some people suggesting that when Tim Krul comes back fit, that... Rob Elliott should keep his place and whoever it was getting in touch thought that that was a ludicrous idea. Mm. He thought he was going mad that anyone <laughs> would think that. Do you think he's right or should Rob Elliott
1: maintain his place? It would be hard to drop him.
2: Frustratingly, the conversation's probably not going to come up because Tim Krull's out for the season. He's not likely going to be back. If Tim Krull was fit for the, the Chelsea game, would I pick him? No, I'd probably keep Elliot in. But if, if we get absolutely humped to. Elliot, we said ages ago that Elliot hasn't really done anything wrong. But we have lost quite a few games like 1 0 mm. or by one goal. And Tim Krull is more likely, in my opinion, to pull off the. How the fuck did he do that save than Rob
1: Elliot? Fair point. They've both got their problems. Tim Krul's kicking, yeah. I would say, is worse than Elliot's, and Elliot's isn't great. Yeah. But the number of Tim Krul, like long balls that go out for a throw is ridiculous. I never noticed keepers
0: kicking. They always say that about <laughs> keepers. People always used to say that about given. Oh, his kicking's not that good. Never noticed. I'm always. I'll really? like, it's something that I would repeat. You know, like yeah, 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 <laughs> totally. Yeah,
1: His kicking's not good. It really annoys me, like bad kicking from a goalkeeper. Does you it? just think there's no excuse. It's like hitting the first man at a corner. Like there's no excuse for that.
2: But what's useful now is that because we've now got somebody who's playing in the centre, um, we're more likely to be playing shorter balls to them. So the the kicking that was an issue with Kroll. With Shelby in the centre, shouldn't be as much of an issue yeah. because instead of trying to hit big blocks of space behind their fullbacks or at their fullbacks, he's able to just knock it forward to one of the centre halves who can then quickly find uh,
0: Shelby or Teote, Where the hell is he being? <laughs> <laughs> right, suddenly. So, as we knew, Teote <laughs> was off to China. He was. Revising his Mandarin lessons, <laughs> last we'd heard. Suddenly, he's back in the first team, scoring his customary <laughs> disallowed screamer.
1: Poor yeah. Two it's, of those in one career is ridiculous.
0: That is amazing. He scored three goals for us, all of them screamers. <laughs> one of them
2: Alert. allowed. I have to say, though, that the Man City goal shouldn't have been, uh, should have been allowed. This one... Kind of understand yeah, no, this, this one, without a doubt, yeah. was yeah, it was yeah.
1: correct
0: in just, my opinion that it was just
1: yeah, I think the referee got it right, yeah.
0: Mitrovic but was it's... right in front of the keeper, but still, what makes it so much worse is that he looks so happy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when he scores these screamers. I mean, he runs away. Like, what's that famous Italian player in the, um, oh, the World oh. Cup, the first one? Is it, it's 1982 World yeah, Cup, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We all know, look it up, oh. that famous one where he runs Old away. Or
1: Maradona when he was still massively into coke in he <laughs> yeah, was, yeah, he yeah, was, the say, World USA 94, cup. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, where he's just <laughs> screaming in that camera.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Tio just absolutely loves it and then inevitably... He's choked it, off.
1: He never gets a tap in, does he? No,
0: I have to say that that our
2: second that our second goal that our goal came fairly quickly after that,
0: almost immediately. Yeah, Yeah,
2: that was that was a godsend because that's the kind of moment that can completely change a game. If if we if we'd like not if if Mitrovic had got through and not scored. Then the pressure builds, yeah. and it's not our day, and it's the not number the,
1: of games we've had recently where it's like you're just thinking it's not going to go in today. Yeah, it could have easily turned well, into one of those.
2: Uh, Mitrovic, like you have to give credit to um, uh, Ben Foster in their goal. He had a good game. I, I think that yeah. there are a couple of a couple of saves that he made that were quite um, standard but the, the there save were no in the world first, like, 5 days, minute no no the one he the, the first one against mitrovic where it's um, coming it, it's headed back across and mitrovic puts it in at a very sharp angle and ben foster gets the the hand very quickly up and around and gets it around the the far post mm. i think that was
0: an amazing save and i don't there, think that's given been given well there was credit. another one the the one that was uh, Guilt edge, is that the phrase? Yeah. 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 Chance where Mitrovic was very, was in the six yard box. Mm. And um, I don't think I would particularly blame Mitrovic for that one because there was just a, a gap between the keeper and the defender yeah. for him to bang it into.
1: And he hit it at pace, but Foster just got there.
2: Yeah, I think yeah. that's the one I'm talking about. Oh, is
1: that's it? Okay, fine. Yeah, LGA. yeah, fine. <laughs> I think there was a more glaring Miss Wynaldem's header. Yeah, Uh, yeah. But back to Teote, I don't know if you read, Don Hutchinson had a really good column in the Chronicle, I think it was today or yesterday, Mm. just saying like Teote has finally stopped trying to be Kabai and he's just doing what he used to do, sitting in front of the back four, mopping things up, not trying to get forward too much. I mean, is, this, is this recent runner former, please don't send me to China? <laughs> well, their transfer window is still open, worryingly. Yeah. I think there's another three weeks. How does that work? So if their transfer window is open, so he we still can go. sell to them? Yeah. yeah. He's not firmly with us yet, which is a worry. Because I think he, him and Shelby look like our best midfield partnership God, by yeah. a distance yeah, at yeah, the moment. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, I can't imagine. I mean, that's a, over the course of a couple of games. I mean, yeah. For, but then to, to suddenly, suddenly if he... say Tiota's no, 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 but the it's... player he was. Or... But
1: he's looking like the player he was in a way that he's not in like the last few seasons it's not like he's had the odd game like that. He's been consistently poor. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And he's been consistently as as you and Don Hutchison are saying, overreaching. We've got a united front on this <laughs> me, me and Don. But I, I think the the key thing is because we've often said that Anita and Teote and Colback all seem to do the same job. And when you put them in a in a central midfield partnership together, it's not a it's not creative, it's not yeah. it's not constructive. With Teote and Shelby, I think Teote is definitely our best central defensive midfielder when he's playing mm. well. I don't think Anita and Colback are, so I think that's that's the that's the the partnership I'd use going forward. Okay, well.
0: That, that probably we're at the means mercy of. China. is off to China. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah, and if you if there's one country you don't want to be at the mercy of, <laughs> well, it's, it, it's, it's like... the
1: country with the second largest military in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think they'll help in bringing him over? The military. Well, the military. I think, military I think probably, it would yeah. take the
0: military if. Czech well, he famously he won't
1: fly on any aeroplane. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> by the way, for all of you who are irritated by the fact that. I've just said that the second mi- biggest... Military I can hear people switching up. They're off. currently Googling. No, I'm sure that's not true. I'm sure that's... <laughs> no, you're right. It's probably not true. Yeah. Uh-oh. Okay. So, uh, what else about the game? Well, One Mitrovic goal. scored a goal. And it was a well-taken goal. Correctly? Yeah. yeah, yeah Correct? Yeah. Yes. It yeah. was... <laughs> correctly? Yes. It was a well-taken goal. <laughs>
1: correctly, yes. 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 It was. Right. I just
0: feel like before we move on, we should acknowledge... To Mitrovic, if he's listening. Yeah. Well done. You mad sir? I, I have to... You know
2: your love affair with CM Dion? Yes. I've got the same kind of just irrational affection for, for Mitrovic, because for all he's got Although his I've flaws... I've that as well. Yeah, for all he's got his flaws, I bloody love that bloke. Like, he, when he's on the pitch, when he's giving interviews, when he's... I don't know, probably when he's wandering around Ikea picking up a chair. I just think he's a mad bastard and I love him. It feels yeah. like he's
0: got a lot of heart. Yes. Yeah, yeah.
1: My love affair with CM CMD is more like the English patient. It's like a heavily <laughs> injured man <laughs> <laughs> on <from> death's door. <laughs> so no, you're me. nursing him. <laughs> <for> you're <laughs> your
0: Juliette Binoche. Yes. Is that- <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking more misery.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's true.
0: That's the other way around. That would mean you're directly responsible for it. Well, he yeah. is injured well, That's a lot. just fate yeah. that's
1: responsible for his many injuries.
0: I thought Mitrovic had a, a,
2: a, another really good game and I'm delighted that he added a goal to it, to his game. But I think that his all-round game was, was superb. Some of the... some of the, Our counter-attacks were really good against West Brom and I think a lot of that, were, they were going through Mitrovic and he was a little a little sidestep and a pass through two players and suddenly Vinaldum's cleaned through. Not cleaned through, but like yeah, cleaned through to really the mean. next phase. It was... I, th- I thought he had
0: a blinding game. So, uh, Teote was back mm-hmm. from the dead, as was Steven Taylor, who yeah. was
1: amazing, I who, thought. Uh, yeah. Suddenly...
0: Oh, yeah, we've got... A number it's like a defender. new signing. Well, he always seems to do
1: well when he comes back, but he'll have three games and then be out for six months.
2: Yeah. He's had more... The only player that, uh, in the last, like, 20 years, who've had more injuries than him is Scholar Amiobi.
0: Wow. Everybody else is just... I mean, there's one, no, there's no one player who's
1: rapidly catching him up. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, who's that? <laughs> well, 70 Young's had more Types of injuries, and he's had more novelty injuries.
2: Do you reckon he's just got a medical handbook and he's just flicking through it and going, "I'll go with that one this time"?
1: I just think he's a, a very punctured lung, for fuck's sake. Two punctured I mean, lungs. Yeah. a poked eye, and a partridge. <laughs> yeah, and a
2: partridge. So, <laughs> what else do you want to?
1: Do? I one on, thing on, that that game brought out for me, tactically, sort of going forward. I'm not sure what our strongest way of playing is because I. The problem is 4-4-2 brings out the best in Perez and presumably with Dumbia. Because I think having Mitrovic up front is a very good talisman who we can actually get the ball up to and can hold it up. Yeah. But Wijnaldum has shown he is clearly at his best in that number 10 role. Yeah. Which means one up top, presumably. Yeah. Like what do you think is our... If everybody's fit, what is our strongest lineup and formation? Because right. I would argue for two up top, and Wijnaldum either on the left, if we're away from home. See,
2: uh, away from home, I think we need to play a f- like a 4-3-2-1. Be? and bench four, a few four, two, three, 4 2 3 four-two-three-one. <laughs> yeah, uh, because I, I think that um, excuse me, that's all right. Because uh, I think we need we, we need the the, the more. The more populated, more populated centre of midfield. I think at home, yeah, we could probably go 4 4 2 because we're likely to, to, to want to stretch the play a bit more and, and we don't need it as compact. And at that point, yeah, I'd play 4 4 2. But then it's who do you drop? Because if you drop Vinaldum, he's our top goal scorer and he's always a goal threat. He had a bad game against West Brom, I fear, um, but he's definitely still a goal threat. And I think he would have been replaced earlier had we been uh, more than a gold to the good. Uh, you can't really drop Townsend. Um, no, but then. So if you're playing, do you have
1: Perez and Dumbia both on the bench? Do you think? Well, it was interesting because Peter
2: Beardsley described Dumbia as being like Tino Espria,
1: really. Which is pretty pretty scary black. For me. <laughs> is it, he's black. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, I don't. I don't know what. I don't know how Dumbi is going to fit in because Mitrovic, like you say, is... I think he
1: has to be alongside Mitrovic from what you sort of see of him.
2: It could just be that Dumbi has been picked up to, to be an impact sub because of his...
0: the, the pace that he's purported to have. Maybe. Maybe. it could be one of those strikers that we seem to get on loan who we never, ever see play. <laughs> who was Rossi that? Ferreira. 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 Ferreira, yeah. We
1: had Giuseppe Rossi yeah. and didn't yeah. play him. Like yeah. one of the best strikers in Europe, like on his day. So,
0: here's a thought looking over this weekend's football, which mm-hmm. I enjoyed greatly. Yeah. And when you think about the fact that the current bookies favourite to win the Premier League is Leicester City. Yeah. And we're the biggest spenders. Yeah. In the transfer window, the most recent transfer window. Leicester City, they've got Danny Simpson at right back. Mm-hmm. I don't know where I'm going with this. But, like, are we, have they, we been thinking create... about the things in the wrong way? Where it's like, oh, we need to buy this player, we need to buy this player. What they've done, mm. obviously they've bought some good players, but they're playing within their limits and they're playing a very... T-
1: That's the thing that Leicester have that we don't, is a manager who knows the team's limitations and a team that seems to know their own limitations and strengths, Mm -hmm. and they set up completely around that.
0: I would have thought, I mean, I am no expert.
1: I'm no Steve McLaren.
0: But I would have thought that the way Leicester play is a way that we could play. In In terms of... They've got a lot of pace. They 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 play. They don't have a lot of possession, right? Mm. And they play the counter attack. Yeah, with a lot of pace. I think away from home,
1: we should start moving more towards that, especially with Townsend. The the big difference is that we don't have a lot of pace
2: up front until Dumbia. Mm. Like I don't know, like he's supposed to be rapid, but Mitrovic, he's not that quick. Like he's quick enough that you don't think he's slow, but he's not got lightning pace. Whereas Jamie Vardy. Is lightning quick, and Perez not that
0: quick. What they've got is we've got Sissoko and Wijnaldum. Yeah, but, right. I mean, maybe like, yeah, you're a, right. Maybe we don't a have a striker
1: who's fast. Well, Dumbia is meant to be
0: very quick. Yeah,
2: yeah. So maybe that's why he was.
0: All I'm in. saying is, if Steve McLaren would just listen to me, <laughs> then we would be top of the Premier League. Well, the other just thing, play a counter attack.
2: The other thing that you look at the Leicester side and. and they're getting really good performances from quite average players. Like Danny Simpson, you brought him up earlier. He's he's not as good a right-back as Daryl Yanmat. Positionally, he backs off players too much. Um, going forward, Yanmat's a lot better. The difference is, as you mentioned, Paul, Ranieri's got them playing in such a way that... Simpson isn't overexposed, and Christian Fuchs on the other side yeah. is a—he's a decent left back, but They've he's got not work overexposed. Rate in yeah. All
1: the players, so they cover
2: each other. Albrighton is—I mean, he was released from Aston Villa. Um, I can't remember where he went to after Aston Villa. He might have gone straight to Leicester, but he, he was—he he left Aston Villa, and now he's playing for the team at the top of the league. Mark Albrighton's not that good. No, it's—it's. And- it's, I would say it's most of this season, is you've got to credit Ranieri keeping them fit, keeping them healthy, keeping them playing the right way and approaching games in the correct way. Like Playing away at Man City and going hell for leather, that's the way you've got to play against Man City when you've got strikers who can finish.
0: Yeah, That's the way you've got I to do it. I love it. I think it's so exciting. Oh, it's great. And I think it's a bit of a wake-up call for football in general. I think you've got your exceptional players like Cristiano Ronaldo or whoever. And Aguero and players like that. Sure, yeah. but like, there's a lot of players who there isn't that much difference between them in, in terms of uh, natural ability. Yeah. They've just had opportunities to play under a system and there's a, there's a confidence yeah. and form and psychologically, you know. Is Marez was like 400,000. So mm. it's obviously the footballing world didn't see in him, what he's been
1: able to produce. Well, some of them just is... develop later as well. If you True. develop early as a footballer, suddenly you're never going to be worth less than 20 mil. Like, Daniel Sturridge will be worth a lot of money for the rest of his career if he stays... Yeah, and sure, he's, he free. banks in
2: the goal when he's fit, but he's rarely fit. With, with Mahrez, But you'd rather
1: have Jamie Vardy up front than Sturridge you would, but the then it,
2: it was an absolute punt that De- Jamie Vardy mm. would make it in the Premier League because, I mean, he was picked up from Fleetwood Town... And yeah, he's just, he's but it can't up be, a, it can't be up an up.
0: accident that all these players together... That they've just got lucky that they bought all these players cheap have just turned out to be brilliant.
1: Well, I think it's Ranieri just playing...
0: Well, he didn't buy most of those players, did he? No, so but he's
1: fitted the entire team around what yeah. suits the team best for mm. them. We're, compare that to McLaren. I still get the impression McLaren doesn't really know the way he wants us to play or his... Strongest eleven.
2: Uh, one thing you can say for the Leicester players is that they are—they're athletes and all the rest of it—but they're consistent. You rarely see Riyad Mahrez having a stinker. Like, even though you, th- that's that's a position and a, a style of play that traditionally you'd expect them to have, like to drift in and out of games or to drift in and out of fixtures. Like, he he just doesn't—he seem, seems to consistently produce. I think they've mm-hmm. just. It's it's they've like gelled.
0: It's brilliant. I think it's like Bob Dylan in the early nineteen sixties. They've just <laughs> they're on they're on. They've form. gone electric. They, they've, they've, <laughs> yeah. Traitor. Yeah. They're on form. They've they've found a groove. You know, it's like yeah. But you yeah. know it Like 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 Prince in the in the mid eighties. Yeah. You know, sometimes He's just, yeah. they're just prolific. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes when they're just so much yeah. confidence. But then you also they can't help but be amazing.
2: Yeah, but you also have to look at, for all they're having a great season, and all credit to them, they're, they're not like, uh, they, they are playing well and they're, they're winning games. But nobody else wants to win the league this year. Traditional heavyweights, <laughs> Man U, Liverpool, Chelsea, are all having, by their standards, a shit season. Spurs look likely to finish above Arsenal, because Arsenal keep spursing it up, yeah. bizarrely. Man City... Everything's gone mad. Everything's gone mad everything's gone except for you know Newcastle Sunderland being at the bottom yeah. but apart something from, apart from the relegation battle everything's
0: bizarre and i love it it it's brilliant something to be uh, something to point out i think is that Leicester have been buying a lot of players f- from the championship from lower leagues right and some other teams have been getting good bargains from the lower leagues mm-hmm. and we have in recent years Always been looking abroad, yeah, or in the Premier League, and except for I don't know Ben Tozer and Ivan Tony and Jamal Lassell and Carl Dolo. Okay, that's a good point. Well, then we did too.
1: try to buy Delhi Alley as well. Yeah, we
0: did try. Yeah.
1: Did we actually try for yeah. Delhi? Yeah, 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 I think we bid about he, four million, but he, wanted he, to get he spurs. chose.
2: I, I get your point, though. There is there is value to be had in the lower leagues. There there definitely are. I think the difference is. If they're fancied in the lower leagues, like, for, for example, you look at a player like Will Hughes of Derby. A couple of years ago, he was touted as he is the next big player. He's a central midfielder. He's a, They were talking about him moving to Liverpool for, like, 15 million when he was an 18-year-old kid yeah. and he'd only played a couple of seasons. It's that. That's what turns people off the, the, the English lower leagues. Is if but, if you are bad, but, seed, but by
0: the same token, there are other players that you can get quite cheaply, like Jamie Vardy for one million. There are, but...
1: The difference the ba- is, yeah, I think it's under 21 caps. As soon as you have a few of those, suddenly your value shoots up and they think you're going to be the next big thing. But the good thing about this season, I think, for our transfer policy... Is we've stayed away in the past from English players because there is that perceived lack of value, hmm. and we're all about making money on transfers. And now that it's been shown that that can you can buy English players and make money, yeah, then I think we well, might like, go. Someone like I go on about it. him
0: because I used to see him regularly when I used to go to Leighton Orient regularly. But Charlie Daniels, who's at Bournemouth, yeah. at left back. Now he'll probably he would probably be. Uh, 10 million or something. I don't know about that much, but he he would probably be like overpriced. But a couple of years ago, I would have, I always felt like he was a Premier League left back Mm. in waiting, but he's come up through the leagues slowly with no big transfer fees. No. Yeah. And that's someone that I would have, it's felt like Newcastle, have would have just overlooked over the years. I
1: think what it is as well because of the amount of money in the Premier League. The big clubs now if they start to falter, they'll buy a player in. They won't go for one of their kids by and large. Yeah. So there's a lot of these kids who are in like the big teams youth systems who have got a lot of promise and then don't make it for that reason. Well we um, had some kids we had some up. kids
0: on the bench on Saturday, didn't we? Yeah. Um, none of them played, did they? Nope. No. Are they meant to be any good, these kids? I suppose you don't really know until you see them. I you? mean, no. Barlazer was on
2: the, the bench and he's been mentioned a couple of times in, in reports about the, the, the youth, youth team. But the rest of them I haven't really heard anything about. I, it's, it's desperation that we're, we're going to the... I mean, but we do... I think
0: that would be, it would be good to see them. If, yeah, if they, d- what I fear for them is if Steve McLaren doesn't really know what system he's playing, then you're in trouble. Mm. But if they were coming into a squad where there's uh, a
1: specific system that they know that they're playing, then maybe... Yeah. I think with our youth team at the moment, and Rolando Irons is kind of proof of this, if you, have, if you can control a ball even slightly with a left foot and have even thought about playing in defence, <laughs> you'll probably get a game in the Premiership for us because yeah. we're that short there.
0: Would you rather Leicester won the Premier League and we went down? Or, I know this seems a ridiculous question, you're (laughs) frowning, Dave. I've already got my answer. Or Man City won the Premier League and
1: we stayed up? Well, the other thing... I would rather we stay up, yeah. but I sort of. The problem really is, I think it might, I think Spurs are going to be in that title race at the end, and Spurs' last game of the season is away at us. So we could stay up and give the title to Leicester in, a, in an amazing afternoon. But I, I think I, I, said to, I said we to, might,
0: that we might need a result on the last day of the season ourselves. I said oh. to Fergus
2: before that um, Leicester have got Chelsea on the final game of the season. So, mathematically, <laughs> Leicester could win the league and relegate Chelsea on the same day. <laughs> mathematically. Yeah. That could I don't think it's going to happen. I think, I, more I realistically,
1: love... Spurs could win the league and relegate us on the same day. To be honest, in
2: any other season, I'd probably hate Spurs winning the league because um, they're, they're like it's that weird thing where we're roughly in the same... We, until recently, we've been roughly in the same kind of Bracket in bracket terms of is size of yeah, club, size yeah. and. Uh, um, but the football that they're playing this year, and the the, the young English core that they've got, and Pochettino's affable, Harry Kane's affable. Um, you know, there's nobody on the team where you're like, oh, well, Deli Ali's got a bit of needle on the pitch, but apparently I like him though he off, seems the, nice. off the pitch. They're quite likable, and for a Spurs team, that's really weird for me. So if the if the first two at the end of the season is Leicester and Spurs, I'll be delighted. Great stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, I just feel like we're if we keep staying up, we're just destined to like be Limble. perennial seventeenth. Yeah. And I, I mean, I don't know if I really want this, but I did quite enjoy that Championship season.
1: It was a good and season. like a bit
0: of a refresher. Yeah sorted out the season after we were in the championship we finished fifth it was the season after we finished fifth right
1: yeah but we had that core of players who were sort of suited to the championship we had like Nolan, Barton Hmm. Carol Taylor Taylor. well you never know Let's give let's minute. give
0: our players the
1: chance to prove. The big problem with relegation for us this time, well, same as last time. I don't know why we've done this. None of the new players we've signed have got relegation wage That's drop clauses. Insane, amazing. And considering we did that last time, we didn't learn a lesson from it. So if we go down, we'll be financially. Scrooge. And also, and, the, and the, the football
2: landscape's changed so much that getting back into the Premier League is going to be a lot harder because the play, the, the teams that have been rele- that get relegated with us, and the teams that were relegated like a couple of seasons before, and all like it's going to be a lot harder to get back up. Yeah. yeah. Especially if we don't bounce up the very next season. If we're no. down there for a couple of seasons, we're in trouble. All
1: right, mm. you've
0: persuaded me. I don't
1: want us to <laughs> go down. And I think at least, I mean, I know we've had so many windows where we didn't spend any money, but our ambition up to a point in the transfer market suggests that we're not content with being where we are every season. Yeah. Okay. okay. So. so
0: it's been an, <laughs> we've, it's been an interesting part. We've, we've talked a bit more about the broader footballing landscape, uh, than, more so than we usually do. So, this weekend, we're playing Chelsea. Yeah. Not this
1: weekend. We've got a long break. No, we have. We're playing this Oh, Saturday. no, it is this weekend. Yeah, yeah. We've got 20 Wake up, up, Paul. Wake Saturday.
0: up. This Saturday, it's the late game, playing yeah. Chelsea. Uh, yes. We are playing Chelsea at Stamford Bridge. Yes? Paul, considering you didn't know that this game was happening <laughs> until five <laughs> seconds ago, it's unfair to bring it on you, but what
1: is your prediction? Given our away record, I just can't see us winning. I think 2-0 loss. 2-0 loss,
2: says Paul. Dave? Oh, I hate this because actually in most seasons we've got a decent record at, at, against Chelsea. Yeah, but that's, when,
0: that's when Mourinho's
2: manager. No, before then we were all right. Um, we did okay against them. Uh, but we are absolutely abject away from home. They're on a good run and they are looking for points, like all three points in every game they play. Coming back after a stirring like last-minute equaliser against Man U, I, I can't disagree with Paul. It's going to be a 2-0 loss.
0: 2-0 sounds pretty good, but I'm mm. going to say 3-1 Chelsea. 3-1 <laughs> three. Chelsea. Hopefully Andy's we'll board. score a goal.
1: But then after that, they go on holiday, going to Lemanga. Well,
0: yeah. we're, we're going to play... A, a friendly against Lidström, yes, right, in yeah. Spain. So, should we that go? sounds like a should name that was
1: made up or just dictated drunk. Lidström, Lidström. L- <laughs> L- L-
0: <laughs> so, uh, all right, and I should ask what has become uh, a regular feature of this season's podcast: what percentage chance do you think we have of going down, Paul Doolan?
1: I'm going to say 35. I think just looking... This weekend has shown that there is some real shit around us at the bottom. We're not out of it by any stretch. I think we'll lose. We could still be back in the bottom three this weekend. But Norwich look so dodgy. Swansea as well have had a few good results, but they've been against some teams that they should really be beating. I don't think they're out of it. Dave?
2: Uh... I'll agree with Paul again. I'd say about 35%. 35%. Um, there's 13 games left, and I, th- I think we need 20... No, not 26, like 16 points.
0: 15, 16 points. We're on style. 24 now, so that would be to take us up to the traditional 40 points.
2: Yeah. Oh, so, so Which should be case, enough. Like, yeah, so then I think, I think that'll be enough. Like we, I think we'll get that at home. Because I think we've got a good a good run of home fixtures that we can pick up points, and we might get we might beat um, Villa, and we might beat. Um,
1: the big ones are going to be sort of Sunderland Norwich. at home, Norwich yeah. away. Norwich away is a
2: big one. Well, Sunderland at home, will lose that bitch, won't we? <laughs> but then you've got to look at their fixtures as well, and Norwich and Sunderland, and I think Bournemouth have got quite a difficult run in. Um, I'm just i'm North, just looking Final at 13.
0: i'm just looking at the bottom of the table now
2: yeah
0: norwich Sunderland, villa are all in the bottom 3 and it would be hard to argue that they're not the three favourites to go down as it stands but we're only 1 point ahead of norwich yeah bournemouth i don't think they'll go down they're they on 28 look right points they've turned the corner i think and swansea i think we're favourites for 17th one team always gets dragged into it. That's what they always say, in it. it? Yeah, but but we're c- sort of, we've been in it the whole yeah. time. Well, I think West Brom. Yeah, I was going to say West, yeah, Brom. West Brom. I'm, I'm not just a, saying
2: this, but Palace are on an absolutely awful run of form. Um, it, could be, it could be somebody... They're, they're close to like 29 points.
0: I think, I think
1: Palace like are on like 31 or something. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, there's I'm few- going to say 40% chance of us going down. I was going to say 50-50. Okay. But, but we've, we've talked you around. we talked you talk around. Yeah. 40%. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Thank you, Paul Doolan, for Thank your time. Thank you very much. Thank you, Dave Watson. Thanks, guys. My name is Fergus Craig. Next week... Yeah. ...we might do some kind of special again, because... We'll be after the Chelsea
1: game. We'll have the Chelsea game to talk about.
0: It's the week after. All right. We might have a special coming up at some point.
2: Yeah, so if you've got any ideas for the special, anything you want us to talk
0: about or anything you want to ask us or anything like that, even though we ignored all your ideas for the special last I time. I didn't ignore them. No, I, I did. I took them to my heart. Maybe
1: we should have seen as the team's gonna be there, a La Manga memories special. <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about Keith Gillespie and those two other Leicester players who got arrested there. Yeah, I don't think Gather destroying Glenn Hoddle's dressing room <laughs> or hotel room.
0: Wow, was that in La Manga as yeah, well? Yeah, there's a lot happened there. I think we right, could okay, well look out for our Lamanga memories. <laughs> <laughs> Podcast about ex Newcastle United players getting into legal trouble. <laughs> Sounds excellent. In the manga. Okay. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. This is a playback media production served to you in association with Why Not Think People,
2: Sports Social Podcast Network